I wonder if as men and women and young people, when we think of ourselves as part of the church, not just Silver Creek Church, but the body of Christ, I wonder how we see ourselves. You see, we live in a society where we struggle to feel that we measure up. Because everything that we see says we're not perfect enough. The world calls it body dysmorphia. And this week I've wondered if as part of the church, if we have something similar to that that we suffer from. Because we look at other people and we say, I'm not, I'm not, boy, I'm not the man that Sam is. We look at other people and we say, I just, I just don't have what they have. And we compare ourselves. Because we're seeing ourselves as individuals rather than the body. Only the Holy Spirit can orchestrate these things. But I believe that the Holy Spirit was speaking deeply into people's hearts today. And we see what we're like on the inside. And we see what they look on the outside. And we say, I can never measure up. So I'll just, I'll just step back. I'll let them be the body of Christ. And I'll just sit here on the fringe. I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll be there, but, I, but I, I really can't believe that I could be part of the body of Christ. We need to realize some things this morning. I only have a few minutes and I just want to briefly share them with you. And the first thing that I want to say is that Jesus is the head of the body. Uh, there's a silly line from a movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I think it's a bridal shower and the women are standing around and the woman says, the men are the head. And the mother of the bride said, yes, but we are the neck that turns the head. We want to be the neck. <laughs> we want to turn Jesus the way we want him to turn. Colossians, Paul says this in chapter 1, verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have supremacy. He's infinitely superior to us. When we look at Jesus, of course we understand, God, I'm nothing. But we often think that when we look at others. Jesus is the head. Other people in the church, they're not the head. It's Jesus who is the head. 
And I'm so glad that the scripture says that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's you and that's me. He's the supreme one. He's the one with the authority over the elements, over rulers, over angels, over demons. And he is the head over everything for the benefit of the church. Then we need to realize that he's the head and we are one. We live in an individualistic society. Okay? You can't tell me anything. I can't tell you anything. Because it's about what I believe as an individual. I don't think I'm wrong in that. I think that's the kind of society that we are right now. The first century was very divided. Extremely divided. Racially divided. Divided based on gender. It was divided based on slave versus free as many as potentially 5 to 10 million Romans were enslaved during the first century at any one time. Jesus comes along and he changes all of that, everything. Paul says in Galatians 3 verse 28, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ or in Christ Jesus. So as you look at those around you, there is no difference. If you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, we are one. There's no second-level Christians. There is no first-level Christians. We are one. So when you look at someone else and say, I could never be that, I could never be the kind of Christian that that person is. I could never be in the body of Christ what they are. So I'll just defer. I'll just just step back and just sort of stand on the edges. The third thing is that we have to realize that we're one body, but we're many parts. Probably one of the the, the most amazing facts about the human body is that our bodies are made up of 60,000 miles of blood cells, or blood vessels rather, enough to go around the earth twice. We are so fearfully and wonderfully made. But we, we have, even though we're one body, it's many parts. Every, every movement that we make, everything that we do, it's all because of, of all of these parts working together. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but, it, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. The church, let's just talk Silver Creek Church for a moment. The church is not made up of one. Don't look at me and think that I make up the body of Christ at Silver Creek because I don't. I don't. We make it up. And we are one. 
And there is no tiered system. In, in heaven and in the body of Christ, the body of Christ, big, big body of Christ, you're either a member or you aren't. Forgive us in, in American culture because we have, we, have, we have membership because we ha- in order to be uh, 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 an entity that's recognized by the government, you have to have members. Forgive us for that. There is no members and non-members in the body of Christ. Either you're a member or you're not in the body of Christ. It's that simple. You have different passions. You have different giftings. You have different functions, different roles. And if you think, as you look at someone else, you have this sense of, of dysmorphia where, where I must, I'm, something's wrong with me. And the description of dysmorphia is, it's, it's not real, okay? It's a, a self-criticism that doesn't actually exist. And if we're doing that to ourselves in the church, and we're holding back, and we're saying, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm really not a part of the body of Christ. Let me tell you something. You are still a part of the body of Christ. You're just not moving. You're not doing anything. You're not feeling anything. You're not functioning like an arm hanging at your side. It's still a part of your body. It's just not functioning. I hope this is making sense to you this morning. But we need each other. We are the body of Christ. We are one. We need each other. I have a friend that had surgery to repair his Achilles tendon over the summer. And he was describing to us in great detail the surgery. And he said that what they do now is they take a tendon from your foot that controls the ability for you to put pressure downward on your big toe. And they use that and they, they, uh, along with other things to repair that Achilles tendon. He said, but the problem is that once your Achilles is healing and you're up and you're moving around and you're walking, you can't put any, you can't push down on that big toe. And he said, you lose your balance all the time. We don't think about it. You just, you move your weight a little bit. What do you do? You're using that big toe. That big nasty looking toe. <laughs> not even, it's just the tendon inside it. And it's not, it's not there anymore. It's not functioning anymore. And so you don't have the same balance and you, your body has to compensate Do you realize that in the body of Christ, if you look at others and you think you don't measure up, so you set yourself back and you just disengage, that somehow the body has to compensate for that loss? That's not in my notes. That's just a Holy Spirit thing right there. Do you see how important each and every one of us are? Do you see how important you are? But no, I, I don't measure up. I don't, I'm, I just, man, I, I see Nikki lead worship. And 
I just, I can't do that. I know you can't do that. Thank goodness there's only one of her. I see you sitting down there. She's just using her gift. But she could say, nope, I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Nancy. I, I don't know if I can be part of the body. The body would miss. The body would have to compensate. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Verse 24, the first part of it, and then verse 25, Paul says this, but God has put the body together so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. You think, yeah, but I just, I just prefer to sort of live for Christ alone. Okay, but it still doesn't change the truth that God put us together. As part of the body of Christ. And if you just choose to hang there, you are literally like an arm that is useless. You're still part of the body, whether you want to be or not. You're just useless. I know that sounds really harsh. And I don't mean it to be, except that an arm that hangs at my side, I can't use it. And God has given us such gifts in the body of Christ. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, For him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The whole purpose for the body of Christ to be together is to grow. And I'm not talking numerical growth, although numerical growth is going to be part of the result, but it's to, to grow together. To grow together, to grow in our relationship with God. This morning, during our prayer time, we were talking about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And let's just be honest, it takes growth to get there. The same way it does in a marriage, we've got to grow And I understand that we are all different. We're diverse. Paul says in Romans 12, 4 and 5, he said, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Friends, we have a diversity of gifts. We have a diversity of, of uh, abilities. We're not all appointed to the same function. And even though we have a diversity of, of talents and abilities and even passions, we have the same purpose as part of the church, to love God and to love others. But we're different. We're not the same. But it doesn't mean that I'm more valuable than you are, that I'm a more uh, vital part of this body than you are. We are one. We're part of the body of Christ together. 
So what happens when we disengage? What happens when we compare ourselves one to another? What happens when we try to copy one another? The body misses out on our gift. So don't worry about what you feel like compared to someone else. Just engage. Just engage. Because the church, the body of Christ, needs you. Just like that tendon in the big toe that's taken out, without you there is an imbalance in the body. You are needed. The challenge for each and every one of us is to carry out our function. To carry out our function in the body of Christ. I'm gonna invite you to stand with me. Worship team, would you come? If you're watching with us on church online this morning, I just want to tell you that I don't know how this service exactly is gonna end, but we're just gonna give the Lord a moment. Father, as we gather here as your body, and as your Holy Spirit has already connected our hearts, as your Holy Spirit has already spoken to us to bring a sense of healing and wholeness in our hearts so that we can have a deeper intimacy with you, so that we can, we can acknowledge that we're, we're a part of this body of Christ, that we're needed, God, that we are one, that Christ is our head. God, I pray today Lord, that you would have a deep impact in our lives and in the body of Christ. That you would challenge our hearts. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're just going to worship. It's been great to have you today. I pray God's blessing on you. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. Let's worship. Have a great day.